Now this is Tuesday, November 2nd. Today we begin looking at the very brief teaching on marriage that Paul writes into his little letter to the Colossians. Now as short as it is, there's much to unpack. We've already talked about the husband's call to love his wife, but we haven't stopped to see how radical this really is. When sin first entered into the world, the Lord explained the consequences to Eve, telling her, Your desire shall be for your husband, but he shall rule over you. That's Genesis 3.16. Now that word desire is an unusual word in Scripture, but it does appear in the next chapter when Cain kills Abel. The Lord warns Cain about sin's desire to control him. That word desire means the will to possess and or to master. And the Lord's warning to Eve is that she will want to master her husband and that he will want to rule over her. So think of how the first woman and man had lived before this. There was a one flesh intimacy, though Adam and Eve were very different. They complemented each other. But now because of sin, gone was the unity and joy of being naked and completely vulnerable together and at the same time knowing no shame. Instead, they are now set up to compete with each other, both wanting the upper hand. After they sin, they quickly turn to blame and shame. They hide from each other and from the God who loves them. And the end result in creation is heartbreaking. It's murder and exploitation, rape and abuse. The result has often been the denigration or objectifying of women. Many abuses, much harm has also come to men as well. Now the good news is that this is not the end of the story. Jesus came as the groom to the bride and did the unthinkable. He didn't force her to serve him. He laid down his life for her. Now here's our text for today. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. That's Colossians 3.19. Now that it sounds so simple that it may not seem important to us. First, Paul tells husbands to love their wives. This is not self-serving love, but instead an unconditional and sacrificial love. It's called agape in Greek. This means that the husband includes the well-being of his wife inside his own well-being. Elsewhere, Paul says it like this. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. It's Ephesians 5.28. Wow, this is stunning. But remember, this reflects the love Jesus has for his people, the church. In Jesus, the relationship distorted by creation is placed on a completely different footing. It's not about who is stronger, who can take control, but about the loving service of laying down your life for your wife. Now, such love was shocking in the ancient world. Among the Romans, marriage was temporary and short-lived. A man might marry to have children, but more often than not, he would move on to another woman in another marriage. Marriage was utilitarian, a means of getting children, sexual intimacy, and also sometimes status. Among the Jewish people, there were examples of loving marriages, but more often marriage was about getting life done. 
having a working household, and having a future through your children. Even among the Jewish people at the time of Jesus, divorce was very common. Though God asked married couples to remain together, the rabbis had found loopholes in the law that a man allowed a man to device, divorce his wife for almost any reason at all. So to call a man to love his wife sacrificially and for a couple to remain together, well, that was a radical teaching in their day. But notice what the letter to the Colossians also includes. It, a command for husbands not to be harsh with their wives. In the Roman world, men could be brutal with their wives and children, being loud, violent, and controlling to get their way. What we have in Scripture is a command to resist the curse, to resist the competition for mastery and control. Paul is telling us that marriage in the name of Jesus is about love and submission, not striving and conflict. Why? Because this is the way the Lord has treated us. This is fitting in the Lord. We can begin to see how Jesus has changed the story, reordering marriage, and filling it with love and respect, mutual care and cooperation, and removing strife and competition. Here, marriage is more than a utilitarian institution for the production of children and getting the work of a household done. It reflects the love of Jesus for his people and the extent to which he has gone to give himself in sacrifice for them. I remember a year ago, a woman that had been in an abusive relationships with men explained that she wanted to become a Christian because she saw how Jesus loves and how his command to love is extended to men loving their wives. Her point was, who doesn't want to be loved like that? For husbands, this is a high and holy calling, but it's also difficult and painful. It goes against everything in us to lay aside our rights and become sacrificial servants. This is something that husbands are called to do day in and day, after, and day out, not just once. You see, that's the thing about marriage in the name of Jesus. It's the most radical thing in the world. Both, both husband and wife lay aside their rights in different ways and reveal the beauty of Jesus and the way he has loved us. Yes, it is true. Jesus has loved us like that. Let me finish with the words from Ephesians 5. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church, without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. That's Ephesians five twenty-six to 27 Let's pray together. Holy God, your ways are so much higher than our ways, and your love higher than our own. Our love is but a weak reflection of yours. But we pray that you will teach us this way of Jesus, this way of loving. We pray for the married couples in our church. Lead them by your Spirit's power to show forth the love of Jesus in the way they love and respect each other. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.